Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Indie Film Review. That's the one. That's the one we're keeping. And we're keeping There we this go. Too. That's the one we're keeping. We're keeping this part where you say that's the one we're keeping, and we're not going to show <laughs> the other why. attempts. Uh, okay. <laughs> we are the Indie Film Review. We are here to independently review independent films. I that's I always make that mistake. Independently review independent films independently. Independently. So we watched this film this week called Jovi and Lou. It was sent to mm. us by producer Chris Young. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Chris also sent us the nicest email, which oh my, unbelievable! Gosh. Like we we do this for fun. We do this as like everybody. So many people reach out to us like, do you want to do interviews? It's like. We'd love to, but it's a logistic nightmare, and we both have day jobs, and like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. crazy. So the fact that we are doing this just out of our own time for fun, and we're getting this much recognition, it, it blows my mind. Especially recently, we've been getting a lot of emails from a lot of people saying, yeah, "Keep them coming." Thank you to us, yes. and like, keep doing this, and how important it is. And we are important. And you are important. We, we are, are important. special. Yes. No, just us. Just us. <laughs> no. And it's like, without us, I feel like... The indie market know, would have died by the, now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is, I, I can't believe the impact that this show yeah. is having on people. Like, I kind of... And I know it's not like the whole world. I get that. This is a pretty small show. But we've grown a pretty decent audience, and I'm just proud of like what we've done. Well, and the fact that like you thank have... you, but <laughs> you're you're, uh, you're gonna make me cry. Yeah, make <laughs> like, me cry. Too, but then like you also have the fact that like you know people who submit to us once, like Tim Cox or Jamie from the the British films we get, like they're like, oh, we we've we like what you've done. Here's another film I've done. It's it's I love that. I love it. So if people don't get the show or, or like what we're doing. The idea was we'll watch any independent film. That, I mean, I'll put an asterisk there because if you send us something like, like I don't know, really gross, maybe I'll say no. It's, we have a high bar. Like, we will watch anything. We've watched films where a guy uh, shot a film on his phone in his bedroom during COVID. And it was like a four-minute thing with like him it. talking to himself. Yeah. We watched it and we critiqued it. And like, so we want to watch high budget, low budget, no budget. We're a hundred percent for it. There are no limits. And uh, we're here to watch films. Yes. And this week we watched Jovi and Lou and Jovi and Lou is essentially a film about God and the devil. God and the devil. God and the devil playing a game that has to do with people's souls. They're, they're wagering people's souls. And this is a this is a trope that has been, you know, tested time and again, maybe not in modern cinema, but like that old Krista Berg song, The Spanish Train, about God and Satan like having a poker yeah. game. I mean, there's stuff in the Bible about God and Satan having Oh yeah, a bet the book of Job over Duh. someone. Yeah. And seeing like, hey, how much can we fuck this guy's life up before he finally forsakes your name? So it is known that God is a gambler, my friend. Mm. Except he's a woman in this film. So, hell yeah. Bear that in mind. Tear down the patriarchy. That's what I say. Oh, so the one thing I wanted to say before we went any further Terry Spears also sent us oh, money. He's yes. the writer and director of this film. Newest patron. So, oh, and also, Dan, there's uh, just 
There's one more caveat. I just want to just going to sneak oh. it in there. So because Chris and Terry have been so nice to us, we are legally not allowed to say anything mean about this film. Okay. It's, we can critique our it. Our lawyers though, right? contacted us. <laughs> We've been paid. Uh, the, the check has been cleared. I've already bought a few really nice little flamingo statues to put into my front lawn. So it's, I can't refund that money. There so goes cannot... my whole review because this film, is... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we cannot fuck this up, Dan. All right. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm so not going keep to keep it on the straight and narrow. Don't say anything bad. So here's what's bad about the film. All right. Now cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So we're going to review it here. Let's go. Jovi and Lou, we do questions first and then we're going to get into spoilers. Dan, uh, you've already answered the pivotal question of who is Jovi and Lou. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know if you did. I mean, they well, are the devil and and God, basically. You kind of find that out immediately. I would assume that it's Jovi. Jovi is short for Jehovah, and <gasps> oh. Lou is short for Lucifer. That's that's what I'm oh. getting. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> I could and be wrong, but kind of cheekily. No, I think that makes perfect sense because I didn't get that. I was like, I don't know, Jovi and Lou. I guess that's what their <laughs> names are. But yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so um, very cheeky. You're right. It's a very cheeky film. I appreciate the cheekiness. A dark comedy. I wish it was darker at times. Oh, really? Yeah. Because like it, 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 it touts itself as a sometimes black comedy. It's like, I can see where you went, but uh, you could push the envelope a little bit more. And like, there's, there's stuff to push. <sighs> So I think, because there's a scene, without spoiling it, with a pedophile that is hilarious, mm -hmm. and he's doing pedophile things. I thought that was pretty dark. Uh, there's another scene with fire later on that's pretty dark, but it's not played for laughs, really? I think where I'm coming from is the fact that the darkness is enshrouded in lightheartedness. You know what ah, I mean? Like, it, yes. if they don't let the darkness be funny on its own, they're like, okay, well, this mm -hmm. is really dark, but we're going to put a little bow on it, and then you're going to laugh at it. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think what happens is there is a silliness to this film. Mm -hmm. That's, like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And then it gets to that real dark comedy, and maybe those two things don't kind of balance this, out in the yeah, end. Yeah, the tone is a little... Yeah, that's what it is. It's totally some of it is a little strange, but on the whole, um, wh what was your question? How does it feel on the whole? That was my question. Oh, uh, preparation for the feels great on the whole. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, there was no question really. We were kind of just vamping. Okay, so here's here's. But a question. let's talk about the comedy then. It was a comedy. Like it, it made me laugh. It was jovial a lot of the time. How get it, Jovi? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's what it comes down to: the comedy is not what interested me about this film. Okay, I was more interested in everything else. Oh, like the weirdness with God and the devil, and what yeah, the devil was, and, and like the, I kind of wish there was the more supernatural time spent, stuff going on. More time spent on that relationship that we have in the film, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. I mean, they get a couple good scenes. They do. Later on. They do. But this film clocks in at about an hour and fifteen. Mm. I think that we could have added fifteen minutes to give more, more um, depth. Uh, 
depth to Jovi and Lou because we don't really get that much depth of, aside from how they kind of banter to each other. Man, I don't think I've ever heard you say you should add more to the film. Right? <laughs> no, I, no, I take that back. It's it's very rare. It's yeah. very rare. I'm pretty sure I've said that before, that. but like, yeah, I like I I would have liked to see more of the psychology behind both the characters. Ah, yes. And they not not say that they don't because there's this there's these really interesting lore building areas that they have. Really interesting lore building. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come but, again? But outside of that, like. You know, you don't have the stakes. I mean, even if it's just tropey, even if it's just like, yeah, I, Satan wants your soul. It's like, give me that. Like, why does Satan want my soul? <laughs> wait, wait, can we, we, I don't think we explained what this film was really about, like these characters. So uh, there's Mary and Joey, who yes. are a couple their marriage is kind of strained a little bit. Just yeah. A lot of stress going on. She wants to open up a bed and breakfast. He's like, we can't afford it. Blah, and blah, she's blah. a attorney. Yes. And she's, she's a good defense at her attorney job? for, she's really good at it, but she's defending real shitheads. Yes. Right. Like she got a pedophile to walk and he's like, Hey, hey, hey I'm truly evil. And you're like, all right, just relax there guy. <laughs> Even though we do have a lot, we have some really great scenes with him later, but he was like, this guy's like, this guy's like a cartoon character sometimes. But then it's like, that can also, it also becomes funny to me. Mm -hmm. Like the absurdity of some of this stuff. Oh, I can't wait to get into spoilers is what I'm saying. So Mary gets into a car accident and then she's on life support. We don't know if she's going to recover. And then the devil shows up and is like, hey, Joey, I need you to kill three really bad people. And if you do that, I'm going to heal your wife. Three souls for one soul, bro. Basically. And he's like, but if you don't do it in time, uh, then the deal's off. And he's like, I, I guess. Okay. So he goes and does it. So that and the rest of the movie is about that. Um, and it is ridiculous. Oh, I wonder. Okay. I wanted to say, I thought this movie was really funny and I was laughing a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, I think there is some like tonal things with it where it's like, yeah. oh, that was silly and fun. And then we're cutting to something else that's like super dark, but also like humorous in that way. I, it would have been nicer to, to stay in that realm of like everyone's playing it straight, but like all this crazy shit's going on around them. Yeah. Okay. So question for you, Dan, how did you feel about the, like the standard stuff we talk about? Like, so camera work and the... Especially sound design I want to talk about, too. Okay, so camera work is serviceable. It's fine. It's awesome. The sound is what I want to talk about. To me, it felt a little like... Sometimes it was great tonally, mm -hmm. and it was awesome. Other times it was, like, pulled right out of a 90s soap opera. I mean, I know that's kind of mean to say, but, like, that's what it reminded me of. I'm like what is this music and but then it gets into other really great you know pieces of music that are taking us through the film yeah there's certain times where the music it, it just it, is, it doesn't necessarily match what's on the screen i i'd have to agree there um i think some of the sometimes the sound effects even though they're matching what's going on like a woman is walking down the street and you hear her footsteps right the sound effects are very 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 tongue-in-cheek like they have the boing 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 sound effects. <laughs> there is a slide whistle for whenever Joey takes his shirt off and on, and I lived for that. That so, was 
fucking yeah, that amazing. part about it was awesome. I think th- I think what I had a problem with was just the music. Like just I gotcha. Just iron that out a little bit more. The music was hit or miss. It it got to this weird corniness at times where I'm just like it was distracting me from what was going on in the scene. But um, okay, and then with this question, yeah. would the tug and cheek sound effects worked without the the cheesy music? There's a question. Oh mm. no, I don't think so. I yeah, think it all goes so maybe, together. Maybe we just started two grumpy pants. We are so grumpy pants because I loved when the sound effects were silly. I was loving them. Yeah, but when it was actually. When I felt like it was trying to be serious, like what well, I said, this woman walking, it it would be like either so loud or, you know, uh, there were certain scenes where I wanted the sound to be a little more muted and just let the music or the scene take over more to get you in like a mood. Because I think mm. the the specific thing I'm talking about. All right. We're going to get into spoilers right now. Um, if you want to see this movie, Jovi and Lou. It's on Tubi. It is on Tubi. Tubi is a free you just go watch films there and it's free. You might watch an ad or two. That's it. It's it's fantastic. I watched one the other night and I was blown away. Yeah, there's excellent movies on there. Go check it out. Guys, go watch the archive on Tubi. It's so the good. The archive. Yeah. Ooh. It's it's Ooh. very good. Minus the last five minutes where they made a twist ending for no fucking reason. It almost ruined the movie. <laughs> but well, did they have a gay Jesus in that movie? No, they did not. Oh, they didn't? Then that movie's dog shit. <laughs> God. Okay. The the lore in this movie is Yes, yes, my insane. son. Here we go. We're spoiling the movie now. Um, let's talk about the lore first. Jovi is God, and she was impregnated by Zeus <laughs> before Zeus impregnated Hera. So uh-huh. the god that you know Judeo Christian Judeo Christians worship is actually part of the Mount Olympus crew and the Greek gods. Yo. And Jovi now now with child gives birth to Jesus, and Jesus is this effeminate gay black man, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> It's... He just shows up to go like, yeah, like because whenever someone goes, Jesus Christ, he just like pokes his head. I was yeah. like, hello, and you're like, oh my, and and that's all he is. Like he doesn't. That's... He's just a punchline. Yeah, he's yeah. just. I kind of wish he had more of a character. I do like, too, because lines. I think that would have been made. It, it would have made it more complex. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anyway, that been fun. Um, my favorite part about this film mm. is Jovi and Lou are playing this game of Jenga. And this has to do with the mise-en-scene. Like, this game of Jenga is insane because they don't play it like normal let's stack bricks. They make these intricate sculptures out of the Jenga thing that shouldn't even be able to be made. Like, they definitely, mm-hmm. you know, inside baseball use super glue to set up this Jenga thing. But well, yeah, of course. in in the moment of them playing and talking to each other and saying the usual thing like, I bet you you won't do this... They have their own set of rules for this new Jenga they're playing, and they don't mm-hmm. fucking tell you what the rules are. And I love that. You know what's weird is they're not pulling pieces out; they're putting pieces. Yeah, in. I don't think you do that in Jenga. No. I mean, I haven't played it in a long time. No, and then there's one point where she actually turns the entire Jenga tower yeah. upside down. I loved that it. Was really great. <laughs> it, it, it's so simple, but it like it's so effective. I think. The because, spirit realm where they're hanging out is so fun for me. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, think about life. If God and Satan are really playing a game 
about your mm. life right now. Think about it as Jenga. And it makes so much sense. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's called a metaphor. Yeah, What's a bro. metaphor? Oh, I, I don't know. It, normally, metas are for, you know, exposing the mystification of cinema. Whenever you want to get meta, you know. I thought meta was for stealing all of your personal information and then asking oh. you if you like Taco Bell. Speaking of Taco Bell, Dan, did you appreciate <laughs> the amaze? I hope, I hope this film got some money from Taco Bell because this I is free it, but... fucking advertising. Joey goes to pick up his coworkers. He works at a landscaping company and his two lazy ass fucking coworkers are eating Taco Bell. Cheesy gordita crunch. Unbelievable. Beef and bean burrito. Just sitting on their fucking asses. <laughs> it's, it's disrespectful. I know? wasn't. Okay. I, I have to admit, I wasn't necessarily a fan of, of this gag because it just frustrated me. It, it wasn't anything about, like, it was a bad joke. It's just, like, the joke frustrated me. Ah. Uh, maybe... Are you talking about, like, them being lazy? Yeah, them being assholes and, like, yeah. So when Joey finds out that his wife is in the hospital, he's like, I gotta go! He jumps in the truck. The truck bed is open. It's got all of their gear in it. It's got, like, a lawnmower, a ton of shit. All of that actually falls out. They just film him like crushing all that shit and falling on the floor. And then the two guys look at each other and like, eh. And they go grab beers and like put up a, an umbrella, like a, a beach umbrella and just hang out. And then I don't think we ever see them again. No, we don't. They're just sitting there waiting. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fun. So back to my other thing I want to talk about with Mary and, and this foot footsteps kind of sound effect, right? So she is sitting at the courthouse early on and she had just got this pedophile to walk and she's like feeling really down in the dumps about it. She's like, oh, I'm doing my job, but I hate my job because I'm like helping these people. And then it's showing her like kind of walking somberly back home around Which, this corner. Which I mean, to, to the film's praise, I've always been absolutely interested in that type of job where it's like you want to yeah. be good at your job, but like your job in, consists of you know, letting horrible people go free and yeah, everybody has, do it. yeah, that, that job has always fascinated me. So I'm glad they, they use that as kind of the, the crux that they're going for, where it's like, what really is good? What really is evil? And like, how can good prevail over evil or how can evil prevail over good? I think it really made the, um, the message of the film that much more poignant. Yeah, and then that's the way Joey gets uh, the case files yeah. of like who's bad and or whatever. So he he goes after them. So when she's walking, it's like oh we have this really kind of somber moment, and then we just have the footsteps thing. And I I don't know, it just kind of took me out of it. I was like ah, maybe the sound effects sometimes were just too loud for the scene that's happening. That might have been it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, another thing was. There is a white noise that is very prevalent in certain scenes, especially in the beginning when it kicked Interesting. on. Interesting. I got headphones. I, did, on. I wasn't listening with headphones. You didn't hear it? I didn't okay. hear it. Okay. So if you're not, probably if you don't have headphones on, you're probably not going to pick it up, but that's something they could definitely try to get rid of or, or cancel out. I want to talk about either funniest scenes that you enjoyed or some camera work stuff that I want to praise. So what are you interested in, Dan? Um both <laughs> well which one first <laughs> uh well let me hear Do you have a funny scene no let me hear the camera work that you want to praise ah okay, I, okay, it okay. might be similar to mine so there is a shot where it is a pov shot of the car as it's going over the cliff 
And because yeah. Satan steps out in front of Mary's car and she swerves and like goes over the cliff. Oh, I love how he, Satan, is the one who fucks over his wife and then gets him to do all this shit. Yeah. What an asshole. Well, that's what Satan does, man. But yeah, I just thought that was so cool. And then there's another scene or two where Mary is in like the in-between world where she's not quite dead Those yet. Those are the ones I like, yeah. Oh my God. I felt like I was in a Giallo Italian mm-hmm. horror film and she's coming down this hallway and the darkness and the music is perfect and the framing is so good. And then she walks and then she walks right into this little strip of light that illuminates her eyes. Oh, I love this so much. I'm like, what? This, it felt like a different film. I'm like, yeah. I want the film to be like this all the time. Please. Even though I don't think you could be funny in that environment of this kind of somber weirdness that they're going for. I was just giddy. I was really excited by all that stuff. And then she looked in and she like saw herself in the bed, in the hospital bed and freaked out. Yeah, it was really neat. One of the funniest parts for me personally. Yeah. If we're going into funny now is sure, yeah, yeah. the death of the pedophile because it's called back later in the film for the same reason I made fun of it in the in the in the moment. <laughs> so basically, um, George, what's his name? Georgie, Joey, 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 Georgie, Georgie, <laughs> Joey, here, Georgie. We all the float. water's great. We all float down here, Georgie. Jo- Joey, he um, he's he's about to kill this pedophile dude, and he's chasing him, and he's chasing him up this hill, and the guy dies. Like, he has a heart attack because he's out of shape, and he just fucking dies. And then later in the film, Satan's like, no, that doesn't count. That's a technicality. In the moment, I'm like, he's not going to get okay for that. Like, he just fucking died. You didn't kill him, dude. I can't believe you called that. That is so so funny, funny. dude. So when he shows up, uh, the pedophile guy is trying to... uh, I was about to say sweet talk, and that sounded fucking disgusting. I mean, that's what he's doing, but it's fucking disgusting. Uh, he's trying to trick this little girl into getting in his car, and the little girl's like, "I'm not having any." Your story shit, doesn't bro. make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like really streetwise, like you're a creep or whatever, you know, just like call call him out on all this bullshit. So Joey jumps into the van, he pulls out the gun, and he's like, "Start driving," and he looks at him and just jumps out of the car and starts running away. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit!" That was I don't know why that was so funny to me. That was hilarious. Um, when he tried to do target practice in the, in the desert with his gun mm. and he goes to shoot and he misses, he gets closer, he misses, Constantly, he like yeah. gets on one knee. He's like five feet away and he finally shoots it. It's like, take that. Or I forget what he says. He's like, yeah, I got it. And it's like, what a fucking dingus. I want to give a props to the guy who plays Joey. He was a lot of fun. Uh, Reese Gillett. I think he did. He was so fun as like, I could easily see him in like yeah. a weird, like uh David Lynch type of <laughs> film. It's like the dad character. I'm, I'm just a humble podcaster. So Chris and Terry, if you want to take this idea and use it uh-huh. in a different film, I think it'd be great. Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. So it's going to be a parody. Bikini Beach Party. No, the same exact scene of him trying to hit the targets, but instead of doing it multiple times, he's just, he's revving up for it. So we get constant shots of him looking at the bottle 
and then psyching himself psyching up. himself up but it's silent oh, yeah. and then in the background we have the the good the bad and the ugly standoff music playing and then yes. he misses at the co- climax <laughs> yes that's it and he goes like god damn it comedy gold there we go <laughs> i mean i think either way works i think either way is fun. oh yeah i mean i it was fun so when when they transition to like the spiritual world I think they should have maybe done that less and made it more special whenever we would get to the supernatural Mm. stuff. And by doing that, like how you do it is have the camera transition with us into the other place, Mm -hmm. right? So like, hey, we're focused on the two characters. They're at dinner. They're talking, blah, blah, blah. Have the camera after that scene is over, just like pan up and like go into like the vent or like zoom into a light or something. Yeah. Weird. But it gets so close and you kind of like peer in and you can now kinda, you're in this other place. You can kind of understand why that, that wasn't the case in this film because that shit is, that takes a lot. Like that's yeah, building course, an yes. extra set. That's building, like having the camera move in that way that they might not have had the, um, the instruments to make that happen. Um, but I completely agree just a more seamless way to get us into that Jallo area that you're talking about. But they would literally have had to build a set that's eight, like, you know, it's both the Jallo area and the dinner table at well, the same time. So you could, you could like do almost like a bizarro set of like, so it's like the same well, yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Totally but different. like, that's just like, that's extra planning. You know what I That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Could be fun. Could be fun. I just wanted it. I wanted that other place to be more special, um, for no real reason other than I wanted that. <laughs> well, um, in the words of so, the, the immortal Jagger, you you can't always get what you want. That's right. Shut the hell up, you fucking <laughs> idiot. That's what he said to me when I harassed him on the elevator. Anyways, uh, Dan, <laughs> you and Mick Jagger on the elevator. Yes. Hey, you're that guy. Did you say Ewan? Did you say Ewan Mick Jagger? I said you and. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. All right. Thank you. You in my pants pocket. Closing thoughts for you. Ooh. Yes, please. Any any pros or cons that you have not gotten to yet that you want to get off your little chest? Not that I haven't gotten to. It it doesn't oversay it's welcome. And yeah. it is interesting, just like the biggest thing I want to get out of it, the, the the thing I want you to take away is I would have liked more psychology understood in Jovi and Lou. I, I mm-hmm. wanted them to be more, have their stakes known a little bit more and have their, their because um, it, it's implied that they're, they've had a relationship. More of that, you know. Um, I would say... I don't know about go darker, less silly. Yes. Well, that's, yeah, that's what can still make it a comedy when, when characters are acting more realistic, which is what I was expecting. I, I didn't know it was going to be the silly and that like, yeah. it didn't hurt my enjoyment, but it's like, Oh, not really, but well, I feel like he could take it to another level. Yeah, exactly. In that case. And I, I mean, I already thought the film was funny. There was definitely some good laughs in this movie. Uh, and the dark comedy was the stuff that was working the most yeah. for me, for sure. Um, and then I would also say, like, don't be afraid to let ambiance in certain scenes kind of, you know, like, give give that tone of the film. Let people, like... Here's the question. F- feel out what's going on without dialogue. How dark can you get? <sighs> can you get dark? Can you get dark low? I could... 
Can you get dark logo? No. Uh, Dan, do you want me to put on eyeliner? Because I will. <laughs> I want this film to put on eyeliner. Are you talking about uh, just getting, like, becoming an email? Oh, you mean the film, not me. Uh, I don't know, because you can say that, and then it could get really dark, and I'll, I could be a sad panda, but I'm sure you would like it. Yes, I would love fucking it. Sick See, I, I, I am a sick psycho <laughs> who lives off of sad panda vibes. <laughs> They're like, what if the main character ate baby's fingers? <laughs> oh, what if what if the whole film was just baby's fingers? And you're like, Jesus Christ, Dan. Jesus. All right. Are you regretting giving uh... us money yet? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you can... Thank you so much. Uh, Dan, please plug the show. You can find us on Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us like these wonderful people did at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Send us your movies. Send us everything. You do not have to pay the subscription fee. It's not even a subscription. You do not have to donate money to us. That's only if you want your film to be on a bigger or a shorter list. And that's what um, Chris and team did. Hell yeah. Chris and Terry, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you don't have to stay subscribed to the Patreon, honestly. No, no. Like One-time donation and get out it. of there. Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, unless you really want to. Uh, so, And if you really want to, think again. Sleep on I it. Really, really think about <laughs> it. Like, just be like, do I really want to? Ah... I, you could go buy an ice cream. There's so many things you could buy with $5. Because out of all the people that deserve money in this world, it's, it's not, not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Dan. Yes. You got the final word. So here's my game of risk. Okay. Oh. And you and I are going to um, take over Europe. Here we go. Ready? All right, let's do it. I told you you can't use Japan. That's unfair. I love Risk. I haven't played it in so long.